1: Fourth oh, yeah. grade wrestling football. This was... <laughs> Look at him kneeling. They kneeling well, him to pray. quarterback that hurt? That was, that was, yeah. not, not, was not intentional. Uh, unfortunately, the quarterback got hurt right there. Gotcha. And um, yeah. he was fine, he was okay afterwards. But yeah. uh, it was a big play by Luke. But it's so recovery. serious. They
0: get like a official... Do you have a picture of his Super Bowl ring? Yeah, I, I mean, it's like, like this big... Like a gaudy Super Bowl I mean, ring. Wow. I mean, yes. yes. So he walks I'm around like, the house like this. And he talks to him. He's like... See what I got. That's right. And the he the has an older has brother peaked. who has not won the Super Bowl. So he's like, yeah. Ah. Yeah. Wh- you talking to me? <laughs> you have one of these?
1: So, and then go, go back to, uh, I, I found an old chat log, messaging log, Michael, between you and I. No text way. Message. And just because your kids are- uh, Is this in private life, information? Huh? Are you about to reveal private well, information? <laughs> so I think this will be interesting to the people. Oh! This was Beckett. <laughs> In my dad's office. <laughs> <laughs> you said, my son is farting in your dad's chair. Sorry. I said, no, no, it. So this is when i <laughs> So this is from May 25th, 2012. I remember this. Yes.
2: B- because when I first came on, I didn't have an office. So you put me in your dad's office for a while, just like when I was just coming in to take care of some stuff. So. Is this not a, a, a throwback?
1: That's it hilarious. Is. I don't know. I, I had not seen this photo in forever. Look at those cheeks,
2: man. Uh-huh. But he's got the same hair, He's about though.
3: to be 13.
1: So it's a big tie-in. So your, your son, Beckett, who's a big part of y'all's yes. channel and content. Now he's
2: <laughs> farting in my chair. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. Right. right now, probably. Uh. That's right.
1: Uh, so I want you guys to introduce yourselves. Tell everyone uh, who you are, what you're doing, why you love to make content, because you're content creators, super mm-hmm. successful ones, and give the world especially the XO world who doesn't know you as well as your, as your family uh, of uh, where your content goes out to. Tell them a little bit more about, about Michael and Aaron. You, baby. Well,
2: um, so we were originally called Kid City and we started making videos for the money, Brent. Um, <laughs> we, were, we were just doing it as a side project, side hustle business and it sort of, and we we started the channel while I was working for you. So I remember those early conversations when I was saying, hey man, this is a thing, I just want you to know if you ever come across anything that this is out there, I don't want you to be shocked. Um, and it's sort of probably a few videos in, we accidentally went viral. Mm-hmm. and um, And after a couple times of that, we started figuring out that this thing could be a business. And, you know, you just want to make a car payment, or, you know, and then it becomes an actual business.
3: What year was this? 2015.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Beckett was just a little older than that.
3: Yeah, he he was, was probably five. Three, four. three or four.
2: Uh huh. When did we go full-time?
3: Um, Right before he started kindergarten, so when he was five.
2: Okay. So, you just, you make what's popular on YouTube at that time, and then you start worrying about okay our kids are out there we're out there we got to stand for something who are we what are we gonna do and we sort of landed on um a few years into it really defining on uh, defining wanting to show a family playing together and being positive and having a blast together because we felt like we felt like there's not a a whole lot of that anymore like Mm. you and i grew up with Growing sitcoms. pains and sitcoms and things and showing this a family always having fun together, that thing is, it's gone by the wayside. That sitcom sort of type family. So, we st- we tried to just model a healthy home, work in our faith when we could, pick our shots on that, um, and just try to put content out there that inspired other families to do to the play. same, mm-hmm. to play yeah, together, to play together, yeah, spend time together, yeah. So. It's evolved over the years, yeah. sometimes we do travel, sometimes we do gaming, sometimes we do challenges at home, so it's just ever evolving
1: so my question to you, Aaron, would be, I don't feel like you asked for that life. I feel like you kind of were <laughs> brought no into i that never life this is I'm doing
3: something I never in my wildest dreams would have ever imagined um it's I told him the other day I said, every day I'm living out of my comfort zone <laughs> <laughs> because this is not my natural personality. Um, I've gotten better as. You did a great job. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah, your you. Got- that was in
2: response to this because I said, yeah. Is this out of your comfort zone, hon? Yeah. Are you okay with this? Today? And she's like, uh, yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday. And she said, Every day of my life has Every is day amazing. of my life has
3: been. But I wouldn't trade it for anything. Um, it's um, blessed us beyond anything I could imagine and has given us an opportunity to do something really cool.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Imagine being able to uh, start a business. Spend a ton of time with your family um, because of the nature of the business. See them a lot earlier than most families see their, their children. Sometimes it's too much. Sometimes we need a break from them. But we're super grateful that we can meet them when they come home, help them with their homework, be available to them, and to be able to travel with them and share it with other families. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're like super grateful yeah, for that. It it it, it's not lost on us to come from such a bad Job that I had before this <laughs> to be able to do. Tell me more about that. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was hard
1: to leave you. I t- I'll tell you that, Aww. and you know that. You know that. Yeah. So. I, I just told you at some point. I said, "Man, you have an opportunity to build a nest egg for your family. Yep. Like, what's happening with the content? You were doing WrestleMania videos with Beckett and opening mm-hmm. the toy videos. That just that like, was a dream, a yeah. hot thing right then. Yeah. And then you kind of just. I was along for the journey of, hey you know, this is how much this video kind of brought in. And then it was exponentially just building this um, empire that you have started. (laughs) I was
2: sharing numbers with you, right? Like I was saying, hey, this is how much we made this month.
1: And I just said to you, it's a weird relationship for a (laughs) a boss. So I would say this about our relationship because you have a unique blend of talents where I feel like we matched up a lot with ability to understand the technical side, the content side, um, the marketing side. We were we were kind of always in sync when it came to the 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 nature of what I was trying to do here at XO. So Michael was a big part of kind of helping to build a lot of the online stuff in the in the day, publishing, p- publications. Um, he was director of marketing, but he was so much more. And so it's hard to put a label on Michael. It is. <laughs> so much more. Very yes. talented. It's very hard. So, much. so whenever he started doing this on the side, I was I was watching it and at some point I just said, I think I said you're stupid for not going and doing that <laughs> full-time, even for a period of time, yeah. because you can always come back to this role if you needed to. Mm. Uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe there, there would be a... I think that position's been filled, bro. <laughs> uh, no, I just said, you know, you can always find something like this in the future, but you can never go back, and you would be kicking yourself if you didn't take advantage of the opportunity. Yeah. And, and you did, and I, and I think, you know, over the years we've, we've stayed in touch, and you've been able to uh, really kind of let me know along the journey where the pain points were maybe and Mm -hmm. and where you've had, you know, times where you've had to adjust and and make the, the, yeah. It's a roller coaster. The the journey makes sense for your family, but it's good to hear you say that, Aaron, that you wouldn't trade it for the world. I wouldn't.
3: I wouldn't. Someone asked me the other day, would I ever go back to nursing? I said, maybe.
1: Patience, right? (laughs) Yeah. You're near is nurse, that or a or joke? Rest nurse. Is that a yes, joke? So is I that a pun? Be- no, I have a, <laughs> a, a BSN. I just want to I, clarify I, for the audience you are a nurse. Yes, you I do have a, a BSN.
3: That's what I was doing prior to. I, did, I wasn't talking about motherhood nursing. No, no, I just no. want
1: to make sure <laughs> that we were all clear about Would it? I nurse again? <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> she was like, no. nursing, nursing. That's true. babies that. I know. That's where my stupid head goes. Nursing
1: patients and not babies. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So my bad. This I is a live show. Hi, everybody. EXO <laughs> Live. I'm sticking my foot in my mouth on a live show. Okay.
3: So I don't. It would take a lot for me to go back. I wouldn't be my first choice for sure.
1: Yeah. So I love what I'm doing right now. Well, you're called to do it because you guys are doing yeah, a great job. Too, yeah. and it is
2: It is. It is a calling. Like you, as it goes on, you start to figure out that if we have a kid audience, there's so much agenda in kids' content nowadays. There's so much agenda. And we did take a, a year break from making content. Um, and we went back to our channels because we felt like we were joining the fight on that a little bit, mm-hmm. like to make something that's.
0: Why did y'all
3: take a break?
2: Um, it was around, go ahead. You look like you're about to.
3: I would just say it was, it was necessary at the time because um, just the, that style of content was wearing the family out as a whole. It was just harder. Could you try so sorry. That? Oh my Siri, goodness! I'm not talking to you. <laughs> um, that the like the big game boards in her house and the character stuff was a lot harder to make. Um, there's Ava's really the only one that loved it, and sometimes she didn't love it, and it was just too much to try to force force it. So we just kind of stepped away.
2: So to piggyback to clarify what she's saying, or to piggyback on it. Um, real big around the time when we stopped was scripted yeah, kids okay, content yeah. so we were doing sketches we were trying to script things we were trying to do these big i don't know, just more produced type things and it, it, i always liken it to have you ever seen the end credits of little rascals do you remember, remember that like how much trouble it the is to, yeah or
1: the, old the, the, show. the movie yeah how yeah.
2: much trouble it is to get a kid to yes. just not look at the camera or yeah. to their say their lines their, right they
1: have their finger in their nose yeah
2: imagine that being your kid and you're trying to wrangle them in oh, it's not a good situation sometimes mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. to play that director yes. uh actor like role with tr- the kids so it becomes Family a pressure cooker and you've got end. covid and all you know so um we, around that time, we took a little bit of a, a breather. and we then, stepped back. Yes, we stepped back and then missed it when we came back.
1: How long have you been married? How many years?
3: Oh, what are we? 16.
1: 16 years, okay. Yeah. And you're in the season, and so your your kids are essentially in the tween teen years.
3: Yes, 9 and 12. That yep. would be 13. Yeah.
2: Beck is just getting into the becoming a man stage. Okay. <laughs> yes. It's real. It's real. It is. It's real. Yeah. It's,
0: what is the... um. Hair or what? Whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh, yeah, hair, acne. <laughs> We're having that conversation. Those so are, those, our son, Those are our Rina conversations we well. have at home. Yeah,
1: Reed just keeps coming in, going, "Hey, I think I'm hitting puberty because blah blah blah." And I'm like, "That's eh, not really puberty yet. You'll you'll know. Yeah. You'll know when you hit puberty. It's going to be smells, hair, like your body just naturally gets you know muscles and growth and.
3: Yeah, he holds up his arm and says, "I think I've got hair," and I'm like. Yeah. No. Know. It sounds like Ava. Ava's. Ava. in that stage. She's like, I think I'm becoming a woman. I'm like, no. <laughs> 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 anything <laughs>
2: anything that changes, she's like,
3: yeah. it's happening. Said, yeah. She's like, I think it's happening. I said, No. And I said, Don't don't rush it. Yeah. Because once it happens, you don't get to walk away from it. That's right. But, but with That's Beck, right. it's
2: hair smells the full gamut. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they Yeah, in. mood swings he's, when he's, he's usually
3: even kill. He's kind of just
2: He's gonna he's that moody teenager. Yeah. Like he's like
3: How old is he, he's about to be 13 about to be 13. Mm-hmm. a moody
2: a, like a, I'd that happy farting in the chair kid with the chubby cheeks it's so sad to me like once they hit 12 and 13 it's like their toddler brains go dark they don't remember all of the good times that yeah. you know just just to remember the stuff we have to show them videos like how, how can you not remember this trip to Disneyland They're like <laughs> I don't know
0: yeah I know so they that, get teenager amnesia conversations that we're having at home our son is starting to Moody, and I'm like, what happened to that sweet little boy? We have a ten year old. I'm like, I wish you could go back to the ten year old. Yeah, he's just
1: okay. So Allie in the queue says, "What's the difference in parenting Ava versus Beckett? What would be your What would be your advice? Well, there? You want me to
2: take this one? <laughs> They're two opposite kids. Mm. So um, Beckett is the rule follower. Ava is the rule breaker. She's I know you you don't necessarily like this term, but she's our wild one. Mm-hmm. I always say that um, Ava has a tender heart and a wild you know what. Mm-hmm. So um, we just, ha- they're completely different. We found that you have to approach our kids, e- even discipline has to be different with them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're, what is the difference? What would you say?
3: Well, their personalities are completely different, and just like you said. Um, the dis- discipline approach that works with Beckett does not work with Ava. She does not respond well to the same type of discipline. Um, Beckett, Beckett be told, straightens up. Yeah, Beckett can be told <laughs> once, and he's like, okay, Ava, that doesn't work. Um, so it's just...
2: Ava will hold it against you.
3: Yeah, Give yeah. her a good
2: swat on the bottom. She's like, you "Well, I'm, I see that you don't love me anymore." <laughs> and so
3: we're yeah. like, I'm "We're hurt. doing this because we love <laughs> yes. you. You will understand one day." Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, you just don't like the fact that you're being corrected. Mm-hmm.
1: Do Do you ever find that there's never a day where they're not up to something or trying to challenge you on some point? Absolutely. So for, for me personally, with our kids, it's like they take a, a shift and, a, and they <laughs> they have a rotation they're you're on. Up. Where yeah, they're they're just waiting. To surprise you with their grades or their attitude or you know the 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 messy room that you didn't realize they were stuffing. I'm not going to call her out, but she yeah. <laughs> she <laughs> one daughter had you know we told her to clean her room. She's like bringing out old glasses of milk and yeah. um, it's it's just one of those things as a parent. You're, you're, old glasses, I don't milk. know. <laughs> I feel bad calling no, her out. I'm, I'm really not. You know, uh, I'm trying not to. My point is with kids. In parenting these days, I feel like, till Stephanie, you kind of just have to get through this this phase of life where they're just up to no good, and then at some point they become many adults, hmm. and then you just pour a bunch of responsibilities on them to where they know what real life feels like, to where they kind of have that aha moment of oh, this is what happens when I don't. Like like Kate right now has a car, you know she has to keep her car clean, mm-hmm. and. You know, whenever she gets friends in there, and they have to deal with smells or stains or whatever it is, their friend now she leaves a, a French I fry felt. bag in there. Yeah, yeah, for all these years, and so there's, they're trying to. So, the boys are different, right? They just leave messes all over the place, and we're trying to get them to do do stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's just constantly with every bit of energy that I have being drained on a daily basis by one of them. But I love them, God bless yes. them. We're we, thankful for them. We, we, want, <laughs> we want them. Uh, but I just feel like sometimes they just, it's, it's almost like this season of life, they're just never at a point where you don't have to manage them at a higher level. As a, as a toddler, it was physically demanding, now it feels so emotionally demanding. Mm-hmm. What do agree, you guys say to that?
3: I would agree with that.
2: Beckett occupies a lot of headspace in my head even though he's not doing something wrong, like I'm constantly, because he's that moody teenager that's mm-hmm. kind of like, I'll just go in my bedroom. I'm worried about yeah. his development. Mm-hmm. Is he getting too much screen time? Is he- so he occupies a lot of headspace, but not necessarily requires me to mm-hmm. step in and discipline. Ava requires a lot of energy. So we're constantly following her around the house and she's getting us, I mean, I could find myself in an Elvis costume one day and I'm not there's no video rolling it's just she's she got just me involved wants. in something building a box for it or uh taking on
3: a production holding the flashlight as it's dark and she's dancing to the Nutcracker <laughs> in the Cinderella dress
2: <laughs> the other day I came home from a meeting and and Aaron <laughs> met me at the door said welcome Mr. Michael, we have a show for you. And Ava had a ballroom dress on, and
4: <laughs>
3: the
2: Nutcracker was playing, and I had to sit down and for 30 minutes but the watch thing her. Those is, awesome she moments. will
3: not yeah. get off it unless we do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome very... moments,
2: unless it's 11 o'clock and you've come home from well, an intense board in meeting defense. and you need to rest. You guys kind
3: of did create this. Yeah. yeah. I guess, yes. <laughs> it
0: but did. she,
2: it's innate in her. Yeah. So she's creative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beckett is more task oriented. She's creative. And she's always, that's. That's how we know she's happy, yeah. is when she's playing she's dressing up in a dress. I have so a question for you. Go ahead. Right. So
0: I was going to say, so how do you guys deal with that with working with them? I mean, is it getting harder as they're getting older, or
3: are they still invested and want to do it? Or It's getting harder because each of them want to make different kind of content. Okay. Beckett wants to do gaming. Ava wants to do the character based. Mm-hmm. Like, she wants to portray a character and have the board games in the house where you have to change everything. Yes. Um, so it's it's getting harder to get her on board to tape a, a gaming episode, because she's like, this is boring. Mm-hmm. You
4: Why know? does she
1: try to, to be in character while she's gaming?
3: We've done that, <laughs> it work That's wor- coming out, Thanksgiving,
2: yeah. our and Madden a- Turkey Bowl. <laughs> she's gonna be in a turkey costume, Okay. Yeah, telling so turkey it jokes.
3: It works sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, but sometimes she's just flat, not in the mood to do
2: it. The best thing is to say, hey, what do you guys want to make? Do you guys want to make something? And if they come up with the idea, they're they're into it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, she'll come up with her own ideas. Mm-hmm. There's going to be four costume changes and you know <laughs> a set build with her. But
3: yeah, you got to have your Red Bull that morning. Oh yeah, <laughs> That's right. yeah. It's going to be a long day.
1: Okay, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. back to my question. Oh, thank you for thank you for saying that. <laughs> uh, we live in a world where screens are prevalent. Mm-hmm. They're all over the place, and of course, you guys create content for screens. Mm-hmm. How do you manage, because I'm not I'm not a legalist when it comes to screen time, and I'm totally a hypocrite if I tell my kids not to be on screens because I'm on a screen a lot. <laughs> it's it's just impossible not to be on one. And it's just it's really difficult. We had this conversation last week, a question came in about it. And you know, you you want your kids to be outside playing, reading books, you know, enjoying the moment, but there's just a natural tendency for them to end up on a screen, mm-hmm. whatever it is, whether it's laptop, iPad, phone, TV screen, old school TV screen. And as a parent, maybe you guys have some good good advice on this since you live in that world. As a parent, how do you practically balance the screen time versus family time versus not having to entertain them 24 seven time? Take it. <laughs> she said take it. Well, it'd be hypocritical for me
2: too to to say, well, Screen
1: time is easy. Studies have proven that kids yes. that are on screens,
4: yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> so being the screen, being on the screen, it's hard for us to speak out against it. But there's, I, I think that if you, if you raise a kid without screens, I really do think they're going to be shocked when they get a screen and they're not able to make good decisions. And YouTube or Netflix, these algorithms, serve them content that they're not aware of. Um, so... I think teaching a kid to make healthy choices on screens from the get-go is the only way to live in this world now. I mean, you can, you can you can shelter somebody, mm-hmm. but they're gonna be a the Amish person walking into to the Vegas Strip, you know, with all the lights flashing at them and they don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem with screens these days is not necessarily the content that they're watching or the time that they're watching, well, The problem really is is that these algorithms are making the choice for the kids Mm -hmm. for what the algorithm wants them to watch and not necessarily what the kids want to watch. So I'm I'm all the time asking our kids, hey, did you choose that video or did YouTube choose that video for you? Mm, Um, So they they find themselves five episodes deep into something. Don't even know. We don't know who they're watching. We don't know where they got this. So um,
3: that's really good.
2: So you need to make sure that your kid is not being told to watch, what to watch by the algorithm. So,
3: And we have instituted lately um, where when they get home in the evening, they can watch an hour. Mm-hmm. And then they need to move on to something else, mm-hmm. something that they're using their hands for, um, studying, preparing, playing outside. But they do. They get to come home and they get to – they can split it up however they want, but – if, it, if the hour's up, then you need to move on to something else. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. But that's not legalistic, and we fail at that all the time. I yeah. Mean it's, yeah. You have an hour. Hey, we told you an hour. Hey, it's been two hours. So it's. Um,
3: it's just hard when you're trying to get dinner ready and, yes. they're, and they're doing their own thing. And
0: you literally have to stand. This is what I tell him. I said, I feel like I have to stand beside our children in order to get them off mm-hmm. off know, the screens. Or lock them outside you know <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah one of those because it's it's you're exactly right i mean it is the world that we live in and we talked about that last week with the phones and our philosophy philosophy has been the same i mean we have given our daughter a phone and our son is he just has one that he takes to school it's not really doesn't have full access mm-hmm. but you do have to teach your kids. It is where he gets on to me. Cause, um, I'm always like, well, you know, worried about it. And he says, Stephanie, we are on them. You know, they don't get away with anything. We're monitoring their phone and checking all of that. But it's exactly what you said. You have to teach your kids.
2: To make good decisions. To make good decisions.
0: Yeah. That is the world that we lived in, mm-hmm. live in now. Mm-hmm.
2: I do think that we've created a world that's a little bit of a problem for this because the way we section our content and the way we categorize our content, I rail against this all the time. I said this before, we had sitcoms mm-hmm. and the family would sit down and watch together and you would, they would have, you know, they would have kids-centric episodes and parent-centric episodes and they deal with heavier topics. But now we've got profiles on Netflix, on Amazon Prime, and you probably, no offense, I, I don't know what's on your Netflix profile, but you probably wouldn't want your kids getting on there is some crime documentary or something, you know?
4: Right. And Did you, and you
2: probably way? wouldn't want to get on your kids' profile. So we've separated the family in the way we watch media, and that's a that's a little bit of a problem. So it's a programmer's dream.
1: That's what they want. That's what they if they could have done that back in the day, they would have. Yeah. They would have presented, you know, the parents with Dynasty and the kids with you know whatever <laughs> it was, Family Ties. We were we were on the this, old. I'm following these old <laughs> Instagram accounts, uh, like the '80s mm-hmm. kind of nostalgia accounts, and the other day. Uh, I was going through this account. I was just playing the song, seeing if she show could name theme. the this show? show theme. Yes. Knowing, seeing if she could name the show theme uh, and what show was from. And so shows like Two Two Seven, Benson, 227. Uh, Which Three's I just Company. Like to
0: say, I am too young for that. I did not know them.
1: Whatever. I'm just <laughs> the saying. Only like one not know of Two two, that two Seven, Three's Company. Like yeah, them. I watched <laughs> all the shows. But you know, my my grandparents, my dad's parents had a, an appliance store, and so there's TVs. Everywhere, and my parents always had the latest TVs, and I do remember like at the first year, because my dad was a pastor, he would be like, "We're taking a forty-day fast; and you won't have TV for forty days." And I was like, "No, yeah." What are we doing? That that was weird for me because, and then they wouldn't let me have MTV, which which just meant that when I saw MTV finally, I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is the most amazing thing ever." But our kids now have a, have a world where you're right; they can log into a Netflix account or whatever it is, and they can see content specifically for them. Which is a programmer's dream, but it's also uh, it gives the kids direct access to what they want mm-hmm. without having to wait for it. Because mm-hmm. back in the day, we had to wait for the content; we didn't get it on demand, twenty four seven. So one of the challenges we're having with our daughter is the AirPods are mm. a problem. Oh man, back yeah. And yeah, put like, those things on transparent mode. They're always yeah. in her ear. Yeah, and I don't even know. Sometimes she'll just have a phone hidden like this, <laughs> and I'll be like. What are you, are you watching something? Yeah, I'm watching a show. What are you are supposed to be doing? She'll have her laptop like this and her phone like this. You're One to be... screen at a time. Yeah, yeah One. So. That's my joke of my, my son, Luke. I'll walk in and he'll have the TV, a switch, and a laptop up. <laughs> and I'll be like, can I get you another screen, son? <laughs> would, would you like another screen? I, I don't mind. And it, <laughs> this is an absurd world we live in. It is. It's just crazy. But I get it because the kids, it's...
0: He wants to be a YouTube creator. Yeah, does he really? Yeah, so. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Luke, that's because that, that's who he follows, right? Con- that's, that's, content that's creator. Content creator. <laughs> he wants to be a content, content creator. creator. But ask him, okay, I, I actually was thinking about helping him do some videos, and then it was like, oh, I see. I'm gonna have to do all the work. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. He he wants the he right. wants the uh, the dream without the sweat equity. Which... We're trying to educate
2: some some of our audience on what it actually takes because there's a ton. It's like the new that's the new job. Mm um dream for every kid it's like they just want to they want to make content but they don't really want to make the content yeah it's they like the screens they like watching it they don't so, realize
3: what goes into making content
2: mm-hmm. so we did a whole podcast episode on what it takes to
1: make our videos mm-hmm. we are going to be answering some questions in here we have somebody from nairobi kenya oh cool interesting cincinnati hello but we're going to answer this question um here in a minute about it's a great thanksgiving question justin from tyler asked a question justin from tyler two first names uh taiwan if you don't <laughs> mind putting up the um, the the video i want to promote your channel real quick the the video i saw I think it was your second episode of the podcast you guys are doing. Mm. Um, this is from the Case City Fam. I brought a clip. Um, <laughs> did you bring a clip? There I you go. Look clip. at you. This is there. See, there's my Adidas.
2: Dealing with. This is Michael and Aaron. Very from strong personalities in this house. A very strong personality in this
4: house. <laughs> That's what
1: so, you, and this is all, you do know all these graphics, right?
2: Are we rolling? Yes. Editing. Actually, if, if uh, uh, a, a dad of a okay. fan did, so I edited this, yes, but the dad of a of a, of a viewer, did. I helped him on his business and starting his YouTube channel. He did that logo for us. So.
4: Cool.
1: Okay, uh, pause this for quick. A couple of questions. Um, y'all laugh a lot. This is a great, weird place to pause it. Y'all laugh <laughs> yeah. a lot together. I know it's yeah. genuine. Uh, Aaron, do you ever get tired of his sounds, his noises, and his... Yeah. What like, noises do I make? <laughs> it's, the, it's always like the, the royal rumble, like the, the elevated Oprah voice. Hello. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Does that work <laughs> in the bedroom? <laughs> Oprah. I have an Oprah voice. No. no. It's like uh, a, a, pastor, a pastor a friend told me whenever you're introducing somebody on stage to do the Oprah voice, it's like Michael McFadden. <laughs> 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 Michael and Aaron! <laughs> uh, and uh, you know what I'm saying?
3: Yeah. It doesn't bother me. I'm used to
1: it. So, <laughs> she had to get used to my
2: voice. Does she? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just had we we uh, just had a conversation with our parents on our Facebook account about the fact that if you have a YouTube channel and you are on someone's TV 24 mm-hmm. um, seven, just because of the nature of YouTube, kids watch over and over. Um, you can irritate. Some family members really bad. Like parents are like, "Yeah, you're on our TV all the time. <laughs>
1: great, you're welcome for
4: yeah.
1: <laughs> making the content." Yeah, well, you guys do a great job. That, that's kind of stuff that on on screen it's perfect, but you know, home life is is well. A, he
3: doesn't usually walk around yelling like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I want to know. No, As, he usually does. His personality and comes un- on, unless, on and off. unless we've unless Ava has got to that point where. We have to big voice, yeah, because that's what she only responds to. Are you but asking
1: no. if I announce, like, ask for likes and subscribes at dinner? What do you? He <laughs> doesn't. I just didn't know because that, that showcases you girl's personality. I think it's yeah. a, it's a beautiful personality, <laughs> and uh, and I've I've just appreciated Michael over the years with his ability to really bring life to any situation. Always funny, always fun. The that's voices are always uh, sweet, like, appropriate. Sweet. No, he can I sing get, too. He's got he's he got, get, got pipes. Yes, he
3: does. But I do I get I get um different voices all the time, but it's it's not usually loud. He's just like impersonating something or whatever and it, it just cracks me up.
2: I probably try to get her laughing. She's yeah. got a good laugh.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: I, I respect that. She has
2: a good laugh and then she has a scream laugh. And if you get her
1: scream laughing, she's really out of funny. control. It's so really, that's really fun. funny. Well, we're talking to charity laugh. Yeah, right.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was from
1: your channel. So your channel, K K City Fam. You have three channels that you have: K City Fam, K City Gaming, and K City, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Your three channels. Mm -hmm. K City Family is where you're putting more of your your parenting, family content. We're moving it that direction. Yeah.
3: Kind of steering it. Yeah.
1: Okay, we're talking to Michael and Aaron from K City Fam, and uh, we have a question coming from Justin in Tyler, Mm -hmm. Texas. What I want you guys to do is try to manage this question because it's it's a difficult question with thanksgiving in mind because this is definitely a week and going into the holidays you're going to have some tense moments with with in-laws why are mother-in-laws and daughter-in-laws more prone to having issues how would you suggest we resolve issues where my wife feels like her parenting decisions aren't respected and you know this is this is a very common issue um boundaries and being able to set boundaries with, with parenting. I don't want you to throw your mother-in-laws <laughs> in, in, in the mix. She's or just waiting for you to ask. <laughs> sister-in-laws or whatever. My um, mom just turned the volume up. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. But I guess, do you guys want to take a crack at it or do you want me to take the first shot? You, you can take the first shot. Yeah. We have good,
2: I think we have a good relationship with our parents, I
3: think.
1: Let me think about that. We'll get back to you.
3: <laughs> what is your advice, Brent, on that?
1: Well, here, here's, my, here's my two cents. That is, you know, you, you didn't just marry one person, you married their family. Mm-hmm. And you have to go in there with the ability to manage the, um, the atmosphere without being the one that's toxic. So that, that just comes through making very strict boundaries on things. But it requires both spouses. So anytime there's an in-law involved, the spouse whose parent that is needs to be the one that's doing the the communicating, right? So if if it's my mother that's causing you know problems, I need to be the one directing the conversation because mm-hmm. she can't fight that battle yeah. like I can fight that battle. And vice versa, if it's her mom that's causing issues, I can't really be able to address those things except for the sense of you come into my house, you respect our boundaries, you respect what's happening here. So in this situation with, with, with Justin from Tyler, uh, we're talking about something where if... If you're having, let's just say Thanksgiving this week at your at your house, and you have kids, and your spouse is taking care of the kids, making decisions, let's just say, giving them um, cereal for breakfast, and then the mother-in-law shows up and says, I would never give my mm-hmm. kids cereal for breakfast. Yeah. And you have this moment where it's just a small little jab that feels not, a, not enough to make it a World War III moment, but enough to make it a really, are we doing this again? And those pile up. So the, so the conversation needs to be at the very beginning, especially if, Justin, this is your mother, uh, is, hey, if you come over, no more comments. We're not doing this. We're, we, we, we want you to respect our parent decisions, whatever they are. You can love our kids. We want you to love them. But you cannot come in and undermine our ability to... We're not perfect parents. We know that. But neither were you. Like We, we all give each other grace. Yeah. But in our house, you don't do that. And if you go over to the in-laws house, and you're, and you're there, and there's disrespect, and there's a consistent undermining of, of the role, then as the, again, the spouse, who's that's their parent, you have to stand up and say, we, we will not come over if this is gonna happen. You have to be strong enough to do that. We, we have a couple, uh, this is part of their testimony, they're, they're, they're donors of, of, of XO, and part of their testimony was, he, his family was very, very, very tight. everything together so she married into this family that was very close very much every holiday big family big personalities which led to times where she felt uncomfortable being a part of every single gathering Mm -hmm. but he felt like if he didn't show up that he was going to be disrespecting his family Mm -hmm. and their traditions and their priorities so he had to learn to essentially tell his parents like these are the these are the rules now i'm married now i have a wife and they have a son now this is where we're gonna spend the holidays. We're gonna take turns. It's okay if you don't like that. Like this is my family now. And being willing to be uncomfortable around your parents is part of getting married. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to be the, the little baby anymore or whatever your role was in the family. You can still respect them without having to build your life around them. And I do think that mother-in-laws and father-in-laws love to play armchair quarterback. They love to give you the advice even when it's not solicited. And so for for this situation, it's absolutely paramount that you protect your wife from any negativity from mother laws and daughter-in-laws. So even with if you have a sister, it's the same thing. It's like, cut it out, we're not doing that. Respect our home, respect our, our parenting style. If you don't like it, that's fine. You have kids, you can do your own thing. But just respect that, that balance. And for me, I feel like when it comes to parenting, nobody has it figured out perfectly. I mean, you can talk to people at homeschool and they act like it's, it's, it's the gospel, and then you can talk to people that go to public schools and their kids turn out to be great. And it's really about being able to understand each kid. I love what y'all said earlier about, you know, your kids being different and managing them in a different way. That's, not, that's good parenting because a lot of parents don't know how to tune in to their kids' personalities and so they punish them differently or they reward them differently and they're Giftings aren't elevated, mm-hmm. they're suppressed. And whenever you have, like in y'all situations, somebody comes in and says, Well, you guys aren't doing the right thing for Ava or for Beckett, uh, you know, walk a mile in your shoes before right. you say that. You know, you, you, can't, you can't give advice on something that you're not prone to all the conversations and things that are happening on a daily basis. What are the struggles of the kids? And what are they talking about before bedtime or in mm-hmm. the morning? A lot of times the in-laws are not privy to that information. All they do is come in and go, oh, they're on screens again, or, oh, you you um, you know, you, you have kids that are whatever. I don't really know what the issues are that mother-in-laws bring up these days, but um, <laughs> I do know that it, it, it creates tense moments. And that would be my first crack at it is make sure your wife feels Support. like she has the ability to parent those kids without intrusion from in-laws.
4: Yeah.
0: <clears throat> I mean – I would agree 100% with what you said. I mean, your dad teaches a lot in uh, the marriage content that it's a leave and cleave. That whenever you get married, you leave your family that you were raised in and you cleave to one another. And just like you said, that anytime we've had issues that have come up, it's, it's always the family like you if if, if it was your mother-in-law which by the way I have a great (laughs) (laughs) mother-in-law I should start by saying that you need to start with that too I was yes I I have a wonderful mother-in-law but um anytime there ever are any issues there's more grace hearing it from you rather than from me she would not receive it definitely as well from me not that we have anything you know between us but you're just able to communicate better with your parents with that kind of um, like those kinds of issues. But, you know, one thing I always think about when it comes to um, in-laws is just what the Bible says about honoring your mother and father. And again, your dad talks about this in um, how when you marry into a family, they do in essence become a mother and father figure in your life and how the Bible talks about how you should honor them. And I know that that can be hard, especially if you have the nightmare mother-in-law, but um, if it's related to Thanksgiving this, this week, you know, sometimes just, it's just one day. Maybe you can just let a few things, a few comments go. You know, you don't have to address every single comment mm. and you can just give a little bit of grace or just let it, let it fly. I mean, if she critiques your green bean casserole, <laughs> then um, just let it go. It's just Thanksgiving. You know, you don't have to deal with it right then, but I do always try to take the tone of just honoring who she is. She's your mom. She's done a wonderful job raising you. And just me as her daughter-in-law, respecting and honoring her. Mm-hmm.
2: I so. think the hardest thing probably is breaking the ice on that topic. I mean, yeah. how do you pull your in-law aside or your mother aside and say, hey, let's deal with an issue here mm-hmm. during the holidays? So I, uh, that's, that's probably the big challenge of how do you address that and probably a really gracious way of doing that is just to ask for empathy mom that nightmare mother-in-law probably had a nightmare Mm -hmm. Mm
4: mother-in-law
2: so you can turn that around and say how would you like this to happen in your home would you want somebody coming in critiquing everything about your home about just just ask the question and get them to think and realize what they're doing in the moment so that's just my Mm -hmm. icebreaker it's great how to Enter the conversation that could be really explosive. Just ask for grace and empathy from the person that you're speaking to.
1: Yeah, It's good.
3: Agree with everything that's said.
2: And what did you say about the the, the cooking for the holidays?
3: What? Don't critique the food. <laughs> 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 yeah. You, Just you. say it's all delicious. <laughs> yes. Luckily, I'm married into a family that <laughs> can cook really good, so I don't have to deal with that. But.
2: We got a couple of critical family members to be. It's
3: Not us. Needs more lemon. <laughs> <laughs> more salt. So that's right. Well,
1: okay, so that, that's great answers, guys. I uh, appreciate it. Uh, another another question that came in from this is one from Kenya. My husband and I are about to have our first baby. How do I deal with the anxiety that the that the child may change our marriage? So, Aaron, I will I oh, will gosh. give you two seconds to think about this, but I want to ask you: how, Did you have anxiety about Becca coming in to the world and it changing your relationship with uh, I never
3: had that thought in my mind. I knew that life would change but I didn't ever think of it as changing our relationship Now looking back probably it it did um, but I would say that I wouldn't I wouldn't worry too much about that I would be just anticipating the arrival of your child and how it's going to change your marriage in a positive way. Um, and not worry that it's going to change it for the negative. You're probably going to have some conflict about things, but um, that's just the nature of marriage. And when you add a child into the mix, things just, they do change naturally. But I wouldn't necessarily focus on anxiety about it changing for the negative, but try to to think about how it could be changing for the positive.
2: Mm -hmm. It's going to be great. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. The baby's going to add so much joy Children mm-hmm. are a blessing We uh, we had more anxiety about how our dog was going to receive the baby I think like <laughs> Is the dog going to get jealous? Is they going to try to claw the baby? And
1: uh, that worked out Everything's yeah. going to work out <laughs> I yeah. think so too Wait, hey, What's their name? Uh, this is Kenya. Kenya It's uh, in karaoke So I don't know the, 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 the
2: In karaoke <laughs> from Kenya It's going to be wonderful It's going to be glorious be, And it, it 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 will change Yeah that's the key is that you got to embrace the fact that things are going to be different.
4: It will change. You should have thought of that before.
1: (laughs) 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 Exactly. (laughs) The the thing is, is that what it does is it changes for the better. There are, there are differences in uh, intimacy uh, for a period of time. There's, there's time for things to reset. There's times for things to kind of get back to normal, losing sleep. Uh, We have, you know, one of the ex-marriage team members just had a baby and, you know, you're just waiting for that moment where they sleep through the night and you kind of get back on your feet. So there's, there's a natural, but that, that to me feels very normal and like a progression that you're just in, in love with this new child that you've created together. So all those things feel manageable. You, you look back and you go, how did we ever do it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then you go, I wouldn't change it for the world.
0: Somebody told me once that um, when you have a, a newborn, every three months it changes anyway. So mm-hmm. just when you think that you've gotten a rhythm down and maybe they're sleeping through the night, just wait three more months. You'll have another change. So you kind of have to just adapt. But like you said, it's it's a wonderful – it's a new season. It's a wonderful thing that there's nothing to fear.
2: The phases do change a lot. Yes. It's always always something. However hard it is, it's going to pass. Get people around you that are going to help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let you go out as a couple. Like Like yes. I remember – After, like, five years, Beckett was five years old, and someone I was super stressed. And someone asked me, like, when's the last time you went on a date with your wife? I was like, I don't know. (laughs) So get some people around you that's going to give you some relief.
0: Yes, that's good.
1: This is another hard question that's about to come (laughs) up. Uh, okay. Prepare yourself. I think it's important though. That's why I'm that's why I wanted to ask this question.
0: It, um, people are stressed this week. I guess it's no, it is, is a good question. we
1: are getting into that mother-in-law
2: stressful yes, like family dynamics. Yeah, like, especially mm-hmm. The only time don't... we ever have conflict is, "Hey mom, don't buy our kids so many presents." <laughs> like mm-hmm. we're we're trying to cut down, you know. We've already got junk.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Why would you rob me of the one joy I have all year long? <laughs> oh, I know.
0: It's true. Yes, yeah. my mother, her love language is giving them candy. Yeah. Okay? Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like seriously, no but that's more her candy. Joy. I know. So to ask like her not, like her we thinking. said, I'd let it go to the because dentist, it's just that'd be great. That's yeah. right. It's not worth the the battle. So
1: Logan says, "What approach have you taken to prepare your kids for what society is shoving towards youth? Homosexuality, transgender, etc." We want to have these conversations with our kids before <laughs> they hear it <laughs> elsewhere. Softball. Yes. This is a no-brainer. <laughs> I need your best answer. Can you answer. read the last half of that? Sorry, I interrupted. Yeah. Yes. Repeating the question from Logan. What approach, have, what approach have you taken to prepare your kids for what society is shoving towards youth? Homosexuality, transgender, etc. We want to have these conversations with our kids before they hear it elsewhere. You should. Yes. At what age?
3: Well, now it's seven and eight because it's in the advertising. And they're like, well, what is that?
2: That's a, the, <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. Is like it's it's <coughs> e- it's everywhere now. Like you used to be able to filter, you know, movies. Like we're not going to go see this movie. We're not. Gonna, you're not going to watch this TV show. But you can't you can't watch football yeah. without the commercials. You know, coming up that are inappropriate. And they create questions, and um, that's where most of our questions have had to been answered is an Amazon commercial or a mm-hmm. you know. A, they're not sponsoring this, are they? <laughs> well,
1: are you Defending worried about sponsors. I mean, um, this is an honest question. Are you worried about <laughs> censorship or suppression with the the world that we're in? If you if you try to ever tackle that, I mean, you're trying to stick I think you're trying to steer clear of that when it comes to some of the platforms making yeah. that an emphasis point. So privately, yes, publicly there's a lot of pushing of that agenda. Privately, you're trying to manage without being outspoken about it. You're trying to manage the um, response to that from your kids, mm-hmm. so that it's appropriate, mm-hmm. so they're not saying something that's mean spirited or right dangerous because they heard it from mommy and daddy. How do you how do you teach a kid to believe a certain way without judging exactly the
2: people around them for not believing that? We we try to focus in, in our conversations. We're very specific. This is how mommy and daddy are raising you. This is like we. Uh, we have submitted our lives and our family to God's word. We're teaching you biblical principles. God has a design for you specifically, and that's how we're teaching you. Um, don't worry about anybody else. Yeah. That, I mean, eventually they're going to come alive to that, and they're going to they're going to think about some of the other friends around them. You worry about you, and this is how we're raising you. And God has a design for you. So we ch- we ch- but we also try to make them aware that there's people out there that are going to get you to try to get you to think differently. Yeah. So making them aware that there's an agenda. um, I don't think that's unhealthy. I don't think that's a anxiety producing thing. I think that's just trying to be wise about the things that we let into our minds and our on our screens. Mm -hmm.
3: And we always try to say that even though we don't agree with their decisions or how they're living, that doesn't mean that we treat them differently. We still show them love um, but we just try to um, tell them that you don't treat them any differently. You, you even though um, you don't agree with how they're living, but that doesn't mean that you can treat them in um, worse. And um, I don't know where I was trying to go. Well, with it's that. just a judgmental issue yeah.
2: that you try to raise your kids to be gracious towards people. Yeah, mm-hmm. But thank that's you. A, that's a hard concept to grasp. If yeah. you if you raise your kid with a certain standard in your home they think that that's the standard in every home mm-hmm. and yeah. so they expect everybody to live the same mm-hmm. way and they may not be down the same spiritual path that you are or the the same situation mm-hmm. it's just it's different in every home
4: mm-hmm.
0: and i think too it also starts with just simpler things like no we don't cuss you know we're trying to teach our kids right now you know they have kids around them or even adults that will cuss and it starts with just simple things like that like no that's not how we're going to talk why because we're different because you said you were a christian you like you gave your life to the lord and these are the principles that you um choose to follow and so it's just simple things like that attitudes um you know just those kinds of things kind of lay the foundation Mm -hmm. for these big huge topics you're saying
2: you're saying teach them In a simple way Mm -hmm. to put their life under the authority of the word or something so when these bigger issues come up Mm -hmm. they're able to have that concept of they're they're they have to ask the question is this god's design for me is this god's will Mm -hmm. for me so that's a probably a good good strategy start small start small (laughs) i think think living
1: (laughs) out your faith especially since our kids are 10 12 and 16 Living out your faith becomes more and more real the older you get. And what are you going to do in the face of that? Mm-hmm. And with this whole, you know, it is an agenda. Uh, I even saw NFL is on my Instagram feed and they were promoting some some sort of coming out awareness day or whatever it was. And of course, the comments section is where the popcorn eating's happening. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, everyone's just like, Come on, NFL. <laughs> like, I just want to know about the the game today. I don't want to hear about the agenda, but it is an agenda. NFL doesn't want to get canceled. Nobody wants to get canceled, so they're just including everything. And then at the end of June, you have that one uh, video that goes around. Mm-hmm. Uh, every company right now is, I'm not gay no more. <laughs> yeah. I've been delivered. <laughs> <I'm> been delivered. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what happens. Is that you know there's just this feeling like we have to participate in something that is not, is just not what we believe in but you're trying to manage that you don't want to be hateful, don't want to be condoning, you don't want to get canceled, but you also don't want to not represent your belief system. My personal opinion on this matter is this. Like, I'm not trying to get political at XO at all. We don't want to be political. Um, I do I do truly believe that there are uh, principles that we teach that are universal, and we're not keeping anyone away from XO. I don't want to make this a political organization. Uh, but we're un- unapologetically biblical, so mm-hmm. that means that I just feel like we represent and my parents represent and, and you guys represent a model of marriage that is what we believe is the best for, for families and for, for relationships. Anytime I say something like that, mm. there's always somebody out there that goes, well, are you saying a single mom can't have that same thing? Or are you saying that because we're divorced or whatever? You're going to have people that bring in all of the different flavors of relationships. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. All I'm saying is, is that if you read if you're a believer, if you have faith in Jesus Christ and you believe the the scripture, then it's really difficult not to adhere to some level of, you know, there's a, there's a monogamous relationship between a man and a woman with a covenant relationship and the children that are are brought into that equation are in a more healthy state. If both spouses are healthy,
4: Mm -hmm.
1: sin is sin. The world is the world. You can, I mean, I've seen uh, gay couples raise kids, and I've seen you know, uh, single parents raise kids. You can, see, you can see all different flavors in the United States of relationships. All I'm saying is at XO, we promote what we believe is a very, very, very stable foundation for relationship. And that's what we believe. And if somebody wants to start another organization that promotes something else, great, no problem. What, what, what we're going to do is be explicit about what we believe here and unapologetically do that. But also with our kids, it's about how do you Promote that to them without making somebody else look or feel bad about what they're doing. Mm -hmm. I think with the transgender subject, that to me feels dangerous because kids are in a very susceptible state for delusion, Mm -hmm. thinking that that's a very quick fix. Yeah. And I just think that that's very dangerous. And I think it's very, very much our jobs to make them aware that there is a lie that exists about who they are genetically, and um, and and do our do our best to to make sure that they're um, supported in how they feel, but also managed so they're not the ones that are making the choices, the big choices of of of, of changing genders, and you know having open conversations. I mean the the uh, the world that we live in. I don't I don't want to make people feel bad if they struggle with something like homosexuality or transgender, transgenderism. Those are real feelings that people have. Those are real struggles people have, you know, believers or not, I get it. And our society embraces anyone that's kind of the, the, the left out, the, the, the ones that feel like they're, they're, they're not heard. There's always a portion of society that's gonna embrace that and try to amplify that voice beyond what it really actually is. But we live in a world where that's just covered everywhere. Yeah. YouTube, social media, you just can't avoid it. You just can't avoid it. So I think this question was good because it's like, how do you, how do you have the conversations with the kids before they hear it elsewhere? I, did, I didn't think I would have those conversations as early as, early as I did. Mm-hmm. We had those conversations early, mm-hmm. way earlier than I was ever brought to the table yeah. you know, yeah. talking about that stuff. Uh, one, one other question here, quick. Angela says, do you think you'll ever bring up the topic of being aware of the algorithm on your videos?
3: Kind of have a little bit.
1: Do we
2: ever think that we'll bring up...
3: Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters. And, what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well...
1: Topic of the algorithm. The algorithm being choosing the. Before we were talking about the algorithm, choosing Mm -hmm. content Mm -hmm. for your kids instead of you choosing that content. That is, uh,
2: you know, that's a that's a tricky one. You're going into somebody's house when you go into someone's house and you criticize their house. Yeah. You're the then you're the mother-in-law, and you get (laughs) shut down. So, um, so when you, you know, it's a tricky thing to be on YouTube and be at odds with YouTube, and we constantly are. Mm-hmm. We, we constantly have to stand up to them on things. and, and uh, So we try not to trash them too much, mm-hmm. or else nobody's ever going to see our channel again.
4: Right.
2: Um, and they, because they have complete power to burn it to the ground if they want to. Um, but on our podcast, we call it the K-City Family Show. Um, on our podcast, that's our little bit of our avenue to try to educate um, parents and kids that are watching about that. I think we've, we've talked a little bit about it. We bit. probably need to, I don't know, maybe we need to do a kids and screen time seminar. But
1: that channel's safe for the family, right? It's, it's not necessarily geared just for parents. It's also, because you have... The uh, K-City family? Uh-huh. Yeah. You'll have the kids on there sometimes, too, on the podcast. Yeah, on do. the podcast, yeah, we mm-hmm. kind of break it up. So it's, it's something we think that that's even important. the kids get involved.
2: Th- we think that's something different and important to, number one, for families to be able to hear... The kids, the kids' perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a family dynamic, and that's what we're about. Um, it'll be a few times where it's just us, and we can tackle some of the deeper topics. But that
3: the kids don't want to talk about.
2: We've lost it, their attention. Because if they're not interested before.
3: in it, then they just sit there and goof off while we try yeah. to have it. Mm-hmm. But
2: this is why the, our our audience on YouTube, and it, uh, YouTube is just a younger demographic, um, so there's a lot of of full families co viewing our content together and then that's why we're trying to promote our you know or just reach out in a different voice to parents because the parents are really the ones that need to be aware of what the kids are experiencing with the Mm. algorithm so we're trying to get the word out a little bit and start conversations on social media which is a different audience parents are on instagram and tiktok and facebook kids shouldn't be but we see a lot of kids 9 10 11 years old Getting TikTok accounts and mm. Instagram oh, yeah. accounts, and
4: mm-hmm.
2: get your kids off of TikTok. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Yeah.
3: how do you guys keep your kids off that? Uh, we just tell them no. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have phones yet. I mean, yeah. Beckett's it's just oh, okay. twelve, mm-hmm.
2: entering thirteen. We have a we have a like a, a family emergency phone, which is mm-hmm. a cell phone, and mm-hmm. they all claim it as theirs. Yes, that um, they you know if they go spend the night at somebody's house they or can they take it with them. they mm-hmm. can take it with them and call us if they need us. But they we don't have that. Dynamic yet, mm-hmm. although I did get a—you've logged into X.com, t- Twitter, from uh, your Windows machine—and I didn't do that. So let's check up on that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. who has yeah.
3: a Windows machine?
2: Our gaming computers. Oh, bump bump bump! We're gonna have to investigate that. <laughs> we all try right. to keep our kids off of social media completely so, yeah. Yeah. as Tell long every- as possible.
1: Yes. Tell everyone how they can connect, like all your channels, what you're doing with uh, with with your your content. Tell everyone really the whole the whole gamut of of your world, your universe, how they connect, connect with you, uh, depending on what they want the k city gaming, whatever it is
2: k city uh, used to be Kid City, and as the kids have got older, we've evolved it to k city it's kind of a nickname, so we're still Kid City, Kid City family, but K city is kind of our nickname as we grow um, Kid City apps are still in existence on Roku and hulu we're on, we've got content on hulu and um, Peacock and those things; those are family games. We try to display the family dynamic. Um, we play together. We travel together. Uh, we do. We just released our Texas State Fair vlog. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. A dizzying, um, <laughs> a dizzying roller coaster ride that almost went south for us. Oh no. Um. So, and then we we do the same thing on our gaming channel. We play together as a family in a multi-streaming, multi-family. Uh, gaming setup. We got four PCs to where we all play together, and that's a mix of our content. So yeah. you you see on the this is K City family, Wild Texas, Grand Canyon. Those are our opportunities to share our moments as a family. Then you have two podcasts in the middle there. Meet the parents and our YouTube life, where we talk about what it's like to be content creators and mm-hmm. what the kids actually like about it. And then you have a Madden. Um, Beckett's known as Little Flash versus Dad City. So. Game, whether we're gaming or talking on a podcast or traveling or playing challenges and stuff, we, we just try to model that family dynamic in a mm-hmm. in a positive way. We try to yeah. stay away from any sort of the drama vlogging or anything like that.
0: Yeah. That's so good. A yeah.
2: kid yeah. is in it the really emergency is. room. Allard? We could get clicks with emergency room. Well, visits, if your kids but. are on
1: YouTube, yeah. this is a great channel for, for them to watch, <laughs> but it's also probably something that the parents, if they're in earshot or want to engage as well, it's entertaining because you guys are entertaining. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. And and you are you're doing a great job. Who does your thumbnails? I need I need I do name. my thumbnails. Huh? I do my thumbnails. I You yeah. got a YouTube uh, thumbnail guy? I need one. We have some great no. people on, on staff at, that do it here uh, on the team and but oh. I'm also helping with a couple of our our other channels that are cool. not marriage related. You um know, I think that you um I don't know if we're about to We don't have to wrap it anywhere. I I love this conversation.
2: I love you guys. You guys are amazing. I think that you and I, you are where you were a lot, uh, I think, when I worked for you. You were, I think you had your hands on a lot more, not necessarily because you wanted to, but because it was just necessity. And it's, we've had this conversation. Nobody's going to care about your content more than you. You know, nobody's gonna make the, th- give the thumbnail the love that you want or the video or the editing that you love. So it's a matter of releasing it and finding people that you trust to do it. I think you've done a good job. I'm always amazed at the team that you've built here. Um, so it's a good lesson for me to trust people, get people around you that you trust to do a good job and not be the bottleneck for business.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: So. Yeah. It's true. I- uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I would say that we have a great team now, mm-hmm. but part of that's just culture. Part of that is me just being explicit about what I like and don't like, and sometimes there's a famous story going around the office. It's not because I'm just a complete jerk, and you might say otherwise since you worked here, but uh, twice, only twice. Okay. Uh, uh, Daniel and the team brought me some some book cover options for a book that was coming out, and he'd printed them off, and I literally just ripped them up in front of him. <laughs> Not because, again, I'm not a I'm not a monster, but I just was like, nope, nope, nope. I just am very clear. But then I also want to praise things that are mm-hmm. done well, and I just don't know how else to. I don't want I don't want to sugarcoat things that shouldn't be sugarcoated because I'd rather just get to the next step, which is that's wrong. Let's go. Let's let me give some more direction to find what's right, and we move down that track. Um, but 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 also I don't I don't want to overplay in that space because that's not the best use of my time. So right. I care about it, but I can't care more than I do now, except for allowing the team to really embrace the ownership of it. And they do a great job. I mean, uh, like the, the thumbnails that are happening for the XO Live show, uh, Christian's doing those on the team. He's done a great job on them. And I really, really wasn't expecting, I didn't, I didn't give any direction originally. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. This is great. And then our other XO Marriage thumbnails are done by Madison on our team. She does a great job on those.
2: Casting the initial vision is the hardest thing. So I I find that I need to do a few I need to edit that podcast a few times. So I can see the challenges involved, see what the editor is gonna face with the mic bleeds and the you know, the different creative choices that they're gonna have to make and then I can communicate that to someone. So
1: But if you're making them in a vacuum, so if you don't so like you and I have talked about this, you kinda have to have the mindset of what is somebody thinking about when they're watching our YouTube channel mm-hmm. going to think about that thumbnail is it going to get them to click it and then the proofs in the pudding you just have to track it and go okay we created this thumbnail and that's not getting traction is that the problem title thumb it's all a, it's all part of this one big giant scheme by YouTube to make sure you're providing content that they want mm-hmm. that will hook viewers and will hook viewers yeah. and so you kind of have to feed that appetite and if you're not then if you're just creating beautiful thumbnails that get no attention then yeah, your stuff looks good, but it's so you kind of have to play that game on YouTube.
2: Finding finding a way to constructively critique people's creative work yeah. that's a challenge. Yeah, they, because they've they've tried their hardest, and you you want the best, mm-hmm. so you you have to find a way to graciously mm-hmm. say yeah. that's not what I'm looking for. In your case, you just rip it up and
4: <laughs> <laughs> you just embarrass so them on the spot. <laughs> yeah, well, but that was,
2: wasn't that man's work. That was. That, he, was, he was an in-between.
1: It, it wasn't personal. No, in fact, <laughs> it wasn't.
2: You should always say it's not personal. You were always good. If, if I ever needed a correction, and I, prob- I did a couple of times, because I, our relationship was, uh, in the office was sometimes I felt like your friend, and sometimes I felt like your employee, and I had to find that balance. And sometimes I probably came across like I was here to party, you know? <laughs> and I remember one time you said, Michael, I need less party. And more business, <laughs> so, but but it, I I never felt, uh, I never felt like you didn't love me, walking out of the office. So that was
4: that's good
1: to hear. That was good. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, I do want to end on a positive, just encouraging note. That was note. that was positive. That was positive, it about me. Yes, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> was about me. I am so encouraged by you guys and what you've done, your Thank marriage, you. your family. Um, you guys have We're done trying. a great job We're of, <laughs> of building something that's it's it's a. Um, it's a very, very positive uh, insertion of you know your world into the real world that's allowing people to find content that's good, it's healthy. You guys are great representatives of that. You did a good job of managing your world. I know you're not perfect either. but Every
0: parent should
3: thank you.
1: Yes. <laughs> thank, thank, you. Good, thank you. You, you guys care uh, about it. You're raising we great do, kids. We hear
3: that quite a bit, that they don't have to worry at all yes. when they're watching us because they know that it's safe content. So that's been one of our main goals, too. And
2: yeah. that's why when you said earlier that it's a calling, then that, that, that's how we're starting to think about it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. you, know, you, you can find your passion in weird places, and yours was WrestleMania- the beginning with with Beckett that turned into, a- but it was spending time with him, and
2: it was you know when you when you open your kid up to something new, and you're like, hey, watch this football game with me, or watch this, watch WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. There's some magic to that. You just
1: needed an outlet. You no. needed that outlet. Yeah, like your I personality needed that. You
0: inspired Brent because I remember we actually have this video somewhere of him setting up like a it was a toy that did like a loop with cars, like mm-hmm. a little racetrack, and him filming it with Reed and. Loving it, yeah. But it was totally he made of you guys. made him feel
2: like he was making a, a
1: YouTube video. Uh, just that the was bond. old. That was like, that was probably like 2015. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. Um, it was just cool. Yeah. yeah, you know, it was cool. Yeah, you know, the the idea. So you have to be you have to be gifted and talented at that, but not just the like the the front of the camera side, but behind the camera, the ability to create all that and put it together. That's why, you know, everyone is putting up YouTube videos. It's really the people that work hard at it that know what they're doing, that understand it, that put the Sweat equity in on the back end, right? That's where it takes. I mean, great personality. You can find maybe a team that can help you build it if you've got already a great platform. Maybe you've done a lot on social media and you, sw- you switch over to YouTube and you have a team. Like the Holderness family, I think they're one of those mm-hmm. that's kind of big in the space. I really, I respect them. They got big in COVID. I did laugh at the, the you readers. You irritated by them? The readers um, video that was like a Big Papa uh, mm-hmm. video. But yeah, mm-hmm. a little they're they're a little not my total cup of tea, but I do respect what yeah. they do. They do a lot. They do a lot. They're talented. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're very talented. But now they can basically choose what they want to do. They've mm-hmm. built up their brand enough to where they're recognizable. They have all this kind of They're race. on the
2: great race too. They got selected yeah. for the Great Race. Oh, wow. Yeah. They won it. Really? Yeah.
0: Gosh, I didn't know that.
1: When are we going to get that call?
4: Yeah. I don't know.
0: I so don't have that much energy. So going so to watch the our I children? <laughs> if you
1: look looking at the Holderness <laughs> family, this is it. just the real world. Right? Yeah. You look at the Holderness family you're like, honey, you can sing. We should do something like that. And then you make the first video and it gets seven views. It's, yeah. And then you're like. Are you willing to fight through that? Yes. 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 Yeah. Are you willing to keep going? Yeah. And, and, if, and if you are, there's absolutely, there's enough people in this world that you'll find your tribe. Could be a big tribe, it could be a small tribe. You'll find your tribe, and in the u- world of YouTube, I mean, it's massive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's massive. So you guys have done a good job of pushing forward, taking the the energy that you put in the very beginning and, and moving it into your family. And again, you're doing amazing on there too. I know you're <laughs> outside your comfort zone. I wouldn't have known that. Yeah, You've, oh, that's You good. seem like a natural. Thank you. <laughs> on the videos that I watch, uh, it's not in my algorithm. So yes, chess. What is in your
2: algorithm, chess? Golf. I think that's a really funny. Poker. I think that's a really funny icebreaker question. By yeah. the way, yeah, what, what's in your algorithm?
3: Yes. Yeah, kind of. Well, so, so my really also kind
1: of watch on my channel on my account for yeah. for YouTube. So there'll be some some dumb YouTuber videos in there as well. Hey, um, not you guys. <laughs> I'll tell you. I don't want to circus people. Hold on. Let, let me get, stand by. What's in your um, algorithm? Bu- bu- we're bu- playing bu- a game bu- now. Bu- this bu- is right bu- up for alley. Bu- <laughs> Ba, ba, ba,
2: ba. List the first three things that comes up on your TikTok account. So
1: let me see if you know this. <laughs> well, now Dad We're City's showing up. <laughs> Dad City. Because is it's scared. listening to us. No, it's because I was watching some of y'all stuff earlier today. Men's humor. Um, let's see. So, okay, they're Monkey selling humor. me. They're selling me workout equipment. Let me see if you know some of these people. This is Brent Evans talking uh, about. I'm embarrassed by my algorithm right now. I can't say. <laughs> like um, a lot of a lot of. SNL type skits from like yeah. the old days uh, I watch. Like right too, now I have a.
2: What's the guy's name?
1: Between, Between Two Me Ferns.
2: Me There's a guy named Gotham. Nate Bargatze. Did you, you, oh. see, you see his SNL stuff? Yeah, some
1: no, of it. I the seen George that. Washington. You yeah. got to watch the George Washington okay. skit. I haven't
0: seen it yet. It's funny.
1: There's a guy named Gotham Chess. He's a chess guy who's got a massive following on chess. He's amazing. Well, amazing Beckett. YouTuber that into chess, chess right, right now. Chess. Gotham Chess. He's, he's the real deal. Clean. Massive, so I don't know why I'm built this way, but I will sit there and watch him play through chess matches and all the openings and the strategies and everything mm-hmm. for 30 minutes. Really, mm-hmm. and he's just talk, he makes it entertaining as well, but he also is teaching you something along mm-hmm. the way. Yeah. Um, nerd alert Stephanie's like, I didn't know I married a chess nerd, <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, I did. so a guy named Danny Maud, who's a golf instructor guy, follow him. I do follow some poker vloggers, they're, they're awesome. Try to find some of the kid kid stuff my kids watch. Okay, I'm not finding it. Um, I, they does sure Kate on like account. to watch
3: YouTube or is she more of an Instagram? She she does a
0: lot of Instagram. She likes watching Instagram.
2: Um, they graduate. They really do.
0: To YouTube? No, no to from, away from YouTube. Oh, yeah. away from YouTube. Yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah, that's probably true because she did watch YouTube when she was younger, of course. But yeah, she just.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting to see what your kids end up liking. Yeah. Um, and my, my son Luke will mention YouTubers that he loves and follows. I have no idea who they it's are. It's funny,
0: though, because I've mentioned this before, but our relationship got so much closer because we would send each other Instagram clips, like funny reels or something. And the stuff that she would send me, I was just like, she is so funny. She has the best <laughs> She thinks Yeah, that's funny. And we would just laugh with each other, and it was it's. Instagram saved our relationship.
1: Did <laughs> <laughs> you have a little inside joke. That's yes, nice. Yes, we do. So. Um, well, I just think that the, with the world of YouTube, I don't know what the future holds. I don't know if it's going to st- still be YouTube or it's going to shift to more of a uh, different, you know. We talk about the metaverse and AR, AI and uh, what's going to happen in the future. I do know that there's a humanity to everything. So you, you can talk all about the future of technology. There's still going to be an, a need for people to connect with story people, all that kind of stuff, whether it's YouTube or you know, Instagram. Some other platform
3: that we don't know about yet. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Because, I mean, whenever we got to know each other back in 2000, that, that photo of Beckett was in 2012. Twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Instagram wasn't even really that big <clears> of a thing. And now it's where most people find. Um, the platform evolves and a different genre emerges on that platform
2: like reels and shorts mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and things. It just used to be
1: fancy photos mm-hmm. and highlights. Mm-hmm. So 10 years from now, what are you guys gonna be doing? You're gonna be doing, what are know. we gonna be doing? Retired?
2: we can gonna be retired? You know what? I don't know. The, my ideal life is, and we've talked about this a little bit, my ideal situation whether i'm working in an office or what whatever is to find what beckett and ava are passionate about and help them start businesses based on what they want to do Mm -hmm. to to go into business with your your family Mm -hmm. uh, it's already been a blessing so why not um why not help them them in their passions so yeah that's uh, 10 years from now she Ava's gonna be nineteen. Mm-hmm. She the girl's gonna have business ideas when she's sixteen. <laughs> so by that time, you know, if she wants to run a farm or something. Invest in it with her and, and
1: But what if they say they want to be content creators like their parents? Would you lead them into that life and help them set up their own channel? And I would
2: question that whether they actually want to do that or if they think that that's easy. easy. Mm-hmm. I would I would allow them the ability to jump in and edit and post and thumbnail and strategize and produce. Yeah. Without and see when our a video safe...
3: does well and see when a video doesn't do well, how they handle it.
2: Mm-hmm. Now do you want to be content creators? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's easy now. Like we can roll in our audience into another channel um, easier than starting from scratch and getting zero views. Mm-hmm. Well, so we've,
1: we've talked about this. I mean, whenever you start with zero and you the ones you're the one that helped build that up.
3: Yeah. Take the more ownership and then
1: of it. So it's up it's up here. You started right here. You had that feeling of like logging into your first, you know, YouTube account, setting it up, mm-hmm. creating the first video, watching it. So you did all that. Now it's up here. Do you hand them this or do you help them start their own thing here? With 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 some help like pushing people that way, but mm-hmm. you know, let, allow them to grow their own thing, or do you give them this this uh, media, you know, company that you've helped build that they didn't really know all that it took. I mean, they were part of the camera personality, you know, gaming side.
2: I think, th- I think that it's more valuable in the long-term for them to start it, mm-hmm. I, I with what we do. Not not every business would be like this. I mean, you don't want to set up infrastructure and things that, that already exist, that'd it, be silly. But Beckett and Ava can start their own channel and we can mention it on an existing audience to mm-hmm. help them. But they're putting themselves out there we we talked about starting them a private account to where they can just upload and watch the stuff that they do, mm-hmm. so it's safe, mm-hmm. and they don't feel like the whole world's gonna yeah. see it. Because my my son, he's learned to edit. You know, he can edit. It's not gonna be the best. It's not gonna be something that we want to put on our main channels. But they can throw it up there and enjoy watching
1: it and mm-hmm. do it in a safe creating space.
0: Yeah,
1: learn. Yeah, it's great. Great conversation. I, I I just think this is a full circle moment. I mean, you guys were a part of uh, the organization way back in the day, and now uh, you've been a part of the Sexual Marriage Center. You guys have uh, been part of encouraging me, at least, in uh, in the journey. I think you saw some of the ideas I had 10, 11 years ago, and now to see them take shape and form, and you guys to be on the show talking with Stephanie and I, um, I just love it. I just appreciate the relationship, the friendship. Yep. Yeah. I love what you guys are doing.
2: Us too. It's an honor, and yes. we appreciate being invited. Um, I'll sit and talk with you guys anytime. Yeah. yeah. Well, Camera's rolling or not,
1: you guys need to come <laughs> back, and we need to. We we have questions that we can always uh, that we can always uh, throw you any kind of difficult or <laughs> we'll easy make questions some you easier want. Easier ones next time. Yeah. <laughs> um, we those softball questions.
3: Yeah. No. Yeah. Those are a little hard.
1: But all right. A little bit of housekeeping. Thank you guys for watching today, EXO Live. I thank you for uh, everything that you're doing to help get the word out for the the marriage ministry that's that's been birthed 30 years ago, but now has taken shape and form right here in Southlake, Texas, in the EXO Marriage Center. Uh, you're watching us on YouTube. Uh, we have David Ashley Willis's channel as well. Go check that out. S- subscribe to their channel. Uh, my parents still have Marriage Today. That's their podcast. They're still producing new podcast. Uh, it's it's going to be on YouTube and all of the different podcast channels. You want to subscribe to that as well. It's, it's uh, as new as last week they were recording episodes. So great wisdom from, from my parents, Dave and Ashley. And, of course, right here on the ExoMarish channel, we're putting the live show up. More content coming to you soon. We have uh, clips from our conferences. We have clips from all the best of, of, our, of our contributors. So you want to stay tuned. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. We'll be back next week, 1130, with Ed and Lisa Young. Uh, there are pastors, and we'll be talking to them about their new book, but also just trying to get them to talk about the wisdom they have for marriage. You'll want to ask them questions as well. Uh, they're, they're in that season of life where they've seen the, the, the full picture of marriage, and they've walked through some difficult seasons. Uh, one of the things we'll be talking about, their new book is based upon the passing of their daughter, Lee Beth, when she was 33 years old, and that season that they went through the last two years, almost three years of, of managing the pain from that. So if that's something that interests you, you'll want to check that out. That's next Monday at 11:30 Central, right here on the Exo Marriage Channel. And just so you know, on Instagram, I'm at Marriage. Don't ask me why, but I am at Marriage. Somehow I got to hold that handle. So Stephanie and I are on that right now, uh, posting some stuff as we go along. You want to check that out, out as well. Instagram for you guys, anything? At K City Family. At K Family. That's All our up.
2: handle everywhere.
1: All right. Thank you guys. We'll see you next time. Bye bye.